Welcome to the business and financial advice show, Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly. Brought to you by Mega, the monthly entrepreneur growth academy. Your very own group of professional peers offering instant tips, training, and business networking. Learn how to have more time and increase your income by joining Mega today. And now, here's your host of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, Nancy Becker. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, a talk show for business owners by business owners who are sharing their lives, their strategies, and their go-to tools that they use on a regular basis to create success in their own companies, and now they're willing to share them with us. Today, we're talking with Kat McCled, and she's the creator of the Stay-at-Home Mom Entrepreneur, the proven framework for creating a highly profitable business that you love while working two hours a day. She started her first multiple six-figure business 20 years ago and hasn't slowed down since, not even half after having kids. A fun fact that business's profits meant that she had way more money than her husband when they first got married and was able to pay the entire $450,000 down payment on their home. Not that he minded. She fully planned on being a pampered stay-at-home mom, but once her son began preschool and she actually had me time again for the first time in years, she became restless. So she came out of retirement and started coaching her friends just to give her a little extra buzz. Since then, she's helped numerous stay-at-home moms find fulfillment and independent income outside of motherhood, all while staying mom first. And that's how she developed the only business framework specifically designed for a busy mom. Welcome, Kat. Hello, Nancy. How are you doing today? I'm fine, and I apologize for killing your last name. Can you tell us what that is? <laughs> My last name is Kat McLeod. McLeod. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I messed no up. No worries. <laughs> I mess up mine all the time, so no you know, I get it. I am fascinated by this whole framework of being profitable in only two hours a day. That to me is just incredible. So let's start out our conversation with how the heck do you do that? <laughs> I use something called a hyper-focus model. And as a matter of fact, one of my clients right now, she's been moving her business forward in only 30 minutes a day. And I'm not joking. You have to remember that a lot of my clients, they don't need a full income. They're doing this for high profit for the time spent. So for the time spent, she has been working 30 minutes on moving her business forward. That is not including her client work. So each client she takes on is a couple thousand dollars. So not excluding this client work, which she can make that couple thousand dollars in eight hours of her time. With the framework, we've been doing that hyper-focused model, which I'll totally go into. And I break that down and customize that for what is her most the activity that's going to move her business for the most. So she knows exactly what she's going to do during her 30 minute hyper-focus sprint. 
Do you want me to just jump into absolutely, it? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I've got questions, but I really want to know what this is. So okay. let's just go for it. <laughs> this broke down with my, I'm very type A, I'm a recovering control freak, and I like to get stuff done. So I developed a 30-minute hyper-focus model for myself when I was first starting out because as you just read in my bio, I fully planned on being a pampered stay-at-home mom. So when I decided to move my business forward, it had to fit into my full-time mom job and my life. I wasn't willing to sacrifice the quality of my life and all of my me time. And what this entails is during this 30-minute block, usually before the kids get up or after the kids go to bed, you focus only on what's going to drive your business forward. So on a roadmap from A to Z, you go, if today's from D to E, you sit down and you shout out only from D to E. You don't look at your emails. You don't tweak your website. You don't look at your branding. You do none of that busy work that doesn't actually drive your business forward. You solely do what's going to move your business forward at that time. And if you're further along in business, like many of your listeners are, that 30-minute sprint is only what's going to get them more clients or customers. And they sit down and they do that because we all know that when we have hours to do something, we lose focus, we get distracted versus a sprint where we go all out and actually get it done. What I like even more than that is the 15, 15, 15 model. And that's 15 minutes before the kids get up, 15 minutes at lunch, quiet time, 15 minutes after bed. And it's the same thing. You follow the framework, you follow a set plan and you sit down and you get it done. What's actually going to move your business forward. And this requires having a strong framework, a strong plan, knowing where you're going. Otherwise you're going to be flailing around and wasting time. And I'll bring out, mention the same client I'm talking about. We, she only has time for 30 minutes right now because of the back to school stuff. And that's what she wants to devote. So for 15 minutes, we have a customized plan for her. She actually does 15, 15 for 15 minutes. She interacts with potential clients by giving them value and helping them with back end technology issues that she's the expert in. That's what she does for 15 minutes a day for the other 15. That's when she does. That's her immediate client funnel. The other 15 minutes a day, we have her working on her intermediate, her mid-range client funnel of getting her lead magnet set up and doing her posting, which with the right wording to let her clients know it's doing her marketing. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But the question that pops up to me is a lot of this that you call busy work, like working on your website, putting posts and things out on Facebook, that's got to be done. You got to have that in there too. If she's not, or if your client is not focusing on that, how does it get done? She's focusing that on her other 15 minutes. This is solely the hyper-focus for getting clients to move your business forward. I, I agree with you. I have a website. I have a training. I have a webinar. I have all those funnels. I do think that they are, I mean, they're necessary. We all have them. And when you're starting out, they're not as important as actually interacting and making those relationships and having people know what you do. I've heard you talk about in other podcasts about building those relationships. And 
So it is more important to offer that value, offer the help to people, actually let them know that you know what you're doing and what you're talking about besides building that website. Because I have several of my mom clients, they don't even have websites and they have thriving businesses or they have a one page simple website. And an example of this is one of my first stay at home mom clients where I came out of retirement and got a buzz. She learned from her mom how to make cakes. And she just did it for fun. She never thought this could be turned into a business. But when we were breaking it down, she had been trying to go online and learn like web design and coding and nothing was really feeling sticky for her. She wasn't enjoying it. So we just broke it down. We found out what she did enjoy in her pastime. And we found the subset of her niche that was going to make her the most money. So we broke down her business into gluten-free baking for baby showers and birthday parties in our local area. And people pay premium money for this. And she uses Instagram, like you said, for some of her photos. And that's not how her business got started. Her business got started in our local area from moms hiring her at different parties and then her passing out a simple card or sending them to her simple Instagram page. And that's exactly how her business started becoming very thriving in demand. And she charges a major premium for those cakes and party setups. That sounds great. Now I have another question and this is something that I come across a lot and that's women who are stay at home, whether they're moms or not, they don't, some of them are older you know, they've done the, they've raised the kids, they've done the jobs, but they want to have a business. And when you talk to them and you're starting, you know, to build these relationships, you say, and what do you do? Well, I own a business. What is that? Well, I sell whatever. And they're perfectly happy with bringing in a couple of hundred dollars a month, you know, and that's it. So they're not your target. The people that you're looking for are seriously wanting to have businesses, correct? That's correct for almost all of my clients. A lot of us were very well educated. We're talking about retired lawyers, doctors. I have a master's degree in psychology myself. So this isn't always the case, but a lot of us gave up careers or thriving businesses and we chose to stay at home to raise our kids. So an example of this is one of my clients, she was a lawyer. She actually worked for the city of Los Angeles and an inflexible work schedule and three kids at home that she was missing out on seeing grow up caused her to decide to become a stay-at-home mom. But she wanted to keep some skin in the game because she does want to go back to practicing law full-time eventually. She actually enjoys her law practice. So we found the subset of her niche, again, that was going to bring her the most money that she could do when her kids were in school and or in bed. And we broke down her business to a specialized thing in immigration law, which is very necessary here. So it, I hear what you're saying. There are the moms that just want a side hobby, we'll call it, and they call it a business. And they're, they're not most likely my clientele. I have helped them in the past because I came out of retirement to do something for fun. My newer clientele, they want to make good money for the time spent, just like I do. I, I, I don't want to work for peanuts. We already all have full-time jobs that we don't get paid for called mom. You're listening to the Business and Financial Advice Show, Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, with your host, Nancy Becker. There's lots more to come. Nancy and her guest will be right back. Right back. 
Hey, you ready to go shopping? Sure. Just let me go to the backyard and pick some $20 bills off the money tree. Oh, grab a few for me. A money tree? Hey, you ready to go shopping? I can't afford it. Really? How's your business coming along? Good, but sales could be better. And with all the expenses. You should join the Fast Track. Fast Track? It's the Fast Track Your Cash program. It gives you just the right momentum you need to boost your personal business. The Fast Track Your Cash program is professionally designed to target customers specifically tailored to your business, increasing your revenue. It can happen faster than you think. Feel more empowered with your own unique steps to give you back your time while making your business grow fast. Visit us right now at businesssuccessunlimited.com. Businesssuccessunlimited.com. Fast Track Your Cash. I'm joining today. Are you a small business owner wondering about your next step for growth and success? What if you had your own dynamic group of professional peers, a group that supports your business with fresh new ideas, beneficial training, accountability, and more? Mega, the monthly entrepreneur growth academy, is a professional peer advisory group dedicated to supporting fellow business owners. Learn about processes and strategies that will get you more time and money. When I first joined the Mega Group, I was struggling in a business that wasn't right for me. Now, I own a local business where I live out my passion every day. Last year, the revenue of my business tripled and we are on track to hit even bigger goals this year. The accountability and feedback of the Mega Group have been invaluable. The Mega Group can help you focus on the right things and start building momentum. Join the Mega Group today at don'twaittillpigsfly.com. They're big, they're shy, they're invisible, and they fly. They're always late, they never arrive. Don't wait till pigs fly. Get your business momentum in action. Let's rejoin our host of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, Nancy Becker. What is a mindset of someone that you would work with? The mindset of someone I work with mainly has to do with fulfillment and meaning. So I'm really about creating fulfilling and meaningful work because my first business was a multi six-figure business and I worked my butt off and I really hated it. I really didn't enjoy it. It did not feel meaningful. It did not feel fulfilling. I felt really burned out and off of purpose. So my ideal client now is really truly working for for fulfilling and meaning. My clients generally don't have to work. Their husbands are high earners, as is mine. And yet we have all these skills, passions, education. We're just not done. We don't want to just sit at home while our kids are in school. So we, however, because we have that luxury, we truly want meaningful work, purposeful work, sharing our gifts with others. And part of like creating a dream life and having purposeful work is making high profit. I don't want to work for peanuts. That doesn't feel good for me and neither do my clients. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I, I think there's those who say, oh, I just want to have enough money to go out for lunch with my friends. And then there's something about the, the business mindset. And, and I have argued <laughs> with some of my friends and, you know, colleagues in the past about, about what that term means in business, you know, and, and if you only want to make a couple of hundred dollars, there's nothing wrong with that. 
but I think you have to have a different, as I said, a different mindset to get out there and be able to do the kind of work where you're going to, the, the definition of being in business is really where you make enough money to pay your bills and put money away in the bank. That's, that's really the definition um, that the IRS uses for the term business. And, and it sounds to me like the people you work with know the difference between a hobby business and a business. And they are, because it takes a lot of effort sometimes to say, I charge $5,000 for this. You know, that's that you've got to have the belief and see the value in what you offer in order to uh, charge those kinds of kinds of fees. The first group of people that you were just speaking about with the few hundred dollars, I call those passion projects. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I think a lot of um, big, what I call a mom trap that people think that they're going to make a lot of money for is blogging without a solid monetization plan. So many moms and people who want side gigs. So your audience that are looking for that side gig that's going to produce more money, they think blogging is going to do it. And the reality is that most people with blogs, the vast majority make less than a hundred and five dollars a month there are a few successful bloggers but they're working full-time with full teams and you're competing against them and having to learn all of these skills so I say do that do Instagram do that if you want to try to you know become an influencer and consider that a passion project like they're trying to make YouTube videos and thinking this is a business when YouTube doesn't even allow you to monetize at all so zero monetization at this point unless you have 10,000 subscribers so I make sure that it's very clear that that's a passion project. Go ahead and do it. And I don't work with people starting passion projects at this point in my business coaching. Yeah. Let's, you've talked about this a little bit. Let's switch gears and talk about, because you say finding out, niching down, finding out what exactly it is that the person does. How do you go about doing that with your clients? How do you help them figure out what they really want to do. Uh, Nancy, that is happens to be my superpower. I found out that when you niche, you get rich. When 20 years ago at the age of 22 with that first business that I absolutely did not like, but I was wildly successful at. And I decided to take the subset of that business that I most enjoyed. So it was making too much money for me to shut it down. I had no idea about niching or niching and growing rich. It was completely accidental. I took the subset of that business that I tolerated the most, eliminated all the rest and thought I would have to quote unquote get another job or start another business. No, my business exploded. My clientele, the level of clientele went up. I over doubled my rates. I, that's how I made my multi six figures at the age of 22. So I found out when you niche, you grow rich. When I was in graduate school as my second year project, I decided to help a certain population transition out of what they were doing again in work that they hated in work that burned them out that they were ready to leave but they did not know how I planned on being a therapist that's why I went to get my graduate um, my master's in psychology however I became an accidental business coach helping these people transition out of very lucrative businesses that was killing their soul. And I had to find a way for them to start businesses that produced high income for the time spent. So it was a necessity. And I did not get paid for this year that I was learning how to do this business coaching. And that's how I discovered the superpower. And that's why I work with doing high profit for the time spent. 
Yeah. I, um, I know I've, I've got a undergrad degree in psych and a, a master's in counseling. So I understand that. But so often uh, I'll talk to somebody and I'll say, well, who's your target market? And I, I distinctly remember this one person and their comment, they sold skin cream or something. It was, it was something in the health and wellness in, industry for skincare. And their comment was, well, everybody has skin. <laughs> that was their target market was anybody with skin. And I got, well, how's that working for you? <laughs> you know, because for me, for instance, I am highly, highly, highly allergic to anything with any sort of a scent in it and have wound up actually in the emergency room. I had gone to a, a facial party with some friends and they were doing facials and I wound up not being able to breathe and gasping for air. And they wound up having to call the ambulance to come and take me away to the hospital and try to get me back breathing again. So anybody with skin, I'm not there to, I've got skin, you know, but, but I'm not their target. If you try to sell me on some of that same, you know, um, type of, of cleanser and stuff now, I'm back, go away. I don't want anything to do with it, right? You know, so I try to convince people that you're so much better off narrowing down, you know, but that's hard this is the most common problem that I see from clients that are coming to me. A few of my online clients, they've come to me one after a year and a half of not getting her first paying client, another one after months and months. And it's exactly what you're talking about. They think they're niching down or they're so resistant. They are so resistant because they think that, oh, they don't want to eliminate anyone. They don't want to eliminate anyone. And that is a lot of the mindset work we do. And I explain it to them like this. I explain it to when you get a piece of mail in your mailbox and it says, dear resident, toss in the trash, right? But when you get a piece of mail, I'll use my myself as an example, Asian American female, age 40 to 42 with one son, I might open up that piece of mail that I'm going to look at that and go, oh, that's me. So that's how I've been able to change the mindset of a lot of my clients. And I'll just use the most recent ones. So that one that took was working on her own for months before she finally hired me, we tweaked her niching to what she had the most expertise in. She put it out to her warm circle that day that we worked together on our first intensive call. And she got her first paying client the very next day. Within two weeks, she signed two clients. Within three weeks, she signed three clients. And these are thousand, you know, in the thousand something dollar range clients or more. So that is how much landing that right niche can really, like you said, not Oh, people with skin, people highly allergic to any scent who cannot tolerate almost any product and are actually anaphylactic to any kind of scent skincare is going, you might look at that. So that's what, that is the number one thing that I feel like holds businesses back. The other example, the, the client that took a year and a half, it was the same thing. She was not narrowing her niche enough. So her marketing was falling on deaf ears. Once we tweaked that marketing and made it very simple, very clear, and brought the pain point of her ideal clients, that's when she landed her paying client within weeks. Yeah. Let's, let's actually break that down a little bit because 
I preach it. I get it. I'm myself having issues with trying to figure out who it really is that I want to work with. And I'm fighting with myself and you know everything else. So let's break down the steps of figuring out who it actually is that's your target market. What would you what would you do with someone who comes to you and says, I need help? Well, I just did this yesterday, but why can we use you as an example Absolutely. since you just brought up? Okay, fabulous. I just I just had a coach who's a seven-figure mindset coach come to me yesterday with the same thing. I usually work with clients starting from the ground up, ground and then build businesses. However, I do have a handful of clients because of that master's in psychology and we do mindset work and we broke down her niche. And a lot of it has to do with self-trust and permission. Permission to allow yourself to work with the clients that you most love working with. So we'll start there with you. Who do you most love working with? Well, and this is actually something that I'm that I'm going through right now. My two best clients that I have been working with for years and have been getting the most success from what we have been doing, one is a pet industry professional and one is a photographer. So that's what I'm working on right now. And I'm changing over all of my materials to say, you know, I work with but it's the, but I'm leaving out everybody else, you know? <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. So let's go through exactly what I did yesterday. This is so common with high earning people in business where you don't want to, you feel guilty and you feel bad moving forward in your business. And I just want to remind you, as you already know, that we evolve and our businesses evolve with us. And those people that you feel like you're leaving behind, you actually can lovingly give them the opportunity to work with a person in business, a mentor that's going to be more matched with them instead of trying to pull them up from like 10 levels above them and trying to yank them and pull them up, they might be better matched energetically and just emotionally with somebody two levels above them. And you can be your shining self with your major expertise with your ideal clients. How does that feel for you? That feels great. I mean, but what I think is funny for me is that it's not so much that I feel like I'm leaving people behind although there is an aspect of that but it's like I don't want the people that I'm working with already that are in those professions to feel like I'm cutting in on them and helping their competition as well tell me more what does that mean to you that means if I start working with another dog walking company is is the person I'm working with already going to think I don't care about them anymore and that I'm creating synergies with someone who's going to steal some of their business away from them? Mm, I hear you. Does that remind you of something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I had a very, very uh, successful business years ago and was offered the opportunity to start another executive suite's in another part of town and I left my employee in charge of the group that I already had and I went to this new place to kick it off she stole all my clients 
because she told them all that I didn't, that I didn't care about them anymore. So yeah, it resonates. <laughs> mm. But I'm sure these things happen with other people too. It's not just me. I'm not unique. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's really great. But we're focused on you right now, Nancy. So what I'm hearing, <laughs> you don't want to replicate this employee of yours that stole clients from underneath you and that there is a fear and a belief that if you specialize in your ideal clients' markets with anyone else, that they're going to feel that way. Is that feeling truthful? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I encourage you to reframe that because you are not that old employee. And I know that's easier said than done, but let's work on another way to reframe that right now. So you are lit up working in these professions. You have some ideal clients. You're totally helping them. Is there another way for you to think about that, that you want to continue working in these specific professions? Well, I just think I have a lot to offer them. So, you know, that's the way you reframe it is, is in that. So I'm hearing that you feel like you have a lot to offer people in these professions. And is there an element of wanting to shine, shine and be big and step into all of that you have to offer? Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Are you willing at this time? I know that we're doing this on air, so it's a little different and we would do it differently. Yeah. (laughs) I want people to see that this is something that they could do. I don't want to focus specifically on me. I just want. Oh no, no, it's okay. I no, want but I just to see how you work. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, this is just. We'll just bring it out to your listeners that this is something that people struggle with. Even people in business for as long as Nancy, everyone, everyone struggles with this. The most successful people that you see, they have mindset coaches. They have coaches like Michael Dell's coach was Guy Hendricks and his whole team. Like it is so common to have these doubts as we move forward in our business, and especially if you're at ground zero. But even if you're not at ground zero and you are in your business and you want to go to the next level or you miss the mark in your business and you are like, I don't even enjoy what I'm doing, it feels scary. It feels frightening. And we have these old beliefs, these old stories. Like we just brought up, Nancy just brought up that she has this old triggering from an employee who stole her clients and everything. And she doesn't want to be in that same energy or that category as that old employee, which of course she's not. We all know Nancy has major integrity and she's allowing that to hold her back from what she actually wants to do. And this is super common. As I mentioned, I just had a session yesterday with a seven figure mindset coach and she was having the same feelings different than Nancy, but about letting go of her not six figure a multi six figure clients and really focusing on her seven figure clients and exploding her business that way, what she's really lit up to do. And it sounds like Nancy's really lit up to work in these industries that she's having a lot of pleasure and her favorite clients. And of course, of course, Nancy should work with her favorite clients and have lots and lots of favorite clients. And the truth is there's plenty of room in the marketplace for multiple businesses because each person is their own brand and they bring their own flavor and they they do it their own different way and the world is very large. What does business success look like to you? What does business success feel like to you? What stands between you and that feeling? 
business success is all about momentum. Mega, the monthly entrepreneur growth academy, will help you focus on the right things and start building that momentum. The Mega Group is a network of dedicated professionals. They provide focused training and excellent support as only a personal advisory group can. Learn tips, strategies, and valuable insights to unleash your productivity. Isn't it time to stop spinning your wheels? Go to don'twaittillpigsfly.com and join the Mega Group today. Hey, you ready to go shopping? Sure. Just let me go to the backyard and pick some $20 bills off the money tree. Oh, grab a few for me. A money tree? Hey, you ready to go shopping? I can't afford it. Really? How's your business coming along? Good, but sales could be better. And with all the expenses. You should join the Fast Track. Fast Track? It's the Fast Track Your Cash program. It gives you just the right momentum you need to boost your personal business. The Fast Track Your Cash program is professionally designed to target customers specifically tailored to your business, increasing your revenue. It can happen faster than you think. Feel more empowered with your own unique steps to give you back your time while making your business grow fast. Visit us right now at businesssuccessunlimited.com. Businesssuccessunlimited.com. Fast Track Your Cash, I'm joining today. Radio and podcast shows are the fastest growing media of the decade. The better the sound, the better the impact you will have with your listeners. Hi, I'm Scott. I'm a producer editor for radio and podcasts. If you have your own podcast, I can help with editing, improved audio quality, your own theme music, and intros and outros. Would you like a commercial for your small business? Connect with me for a sound approach to your podcasts and commercials. My email is scott at worldwithinreach.com. Scott at worldwithinreach.com. Let's rejoin our host of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, Nancy Becker. I think this message is so important for my listeners because we all have the imposter syndrome at times we all go through well am I really good enough to do this is this really something that that I can shine at how do I how do I choose and I think deep down we all are afraid and there's nothing that says if I'm working with pet industry and photographers there's nothing that says if Kat, you would come to me and say, I want to learn how to do the processes and strategies that are going to get me to grow my business. I could say yes. I don't have to say no. You know, you, you are allowed the ability to choose, pick and choose what you want, but you're focusing on one specific or two specific areas. Nancy, you bring up such an important point, and I'm really glad you do bring it up. A lot of clients fear that if you do pick that specific niche, that you're no one else is going to find you, and it's simply not true. As I've mentioned, my specific niche is pampered stay-at-home moms. However, I right now on my client list have a working mom that wants to become a stay-at-home mom. I have a seven-figure mindset coach that I just told you we did a session yesterday. So people who 
are attracted to you are still going to find you. They will find enough in common to say, this person can still help me. So I just want your listeners to really ingrained, just like you said, because you pick X and Y doesn't mean somebody from Z is going to be like, I know you work with X and Y, but I really want you to help me with this and that you're allowed to say yes, if that person feels good for you. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think if we look at things from the standpoint that I can work with anybody I want to work with, but these are the people I really Mm -hmm want to be a part of their lives with that opens so much i use an example oftentimes of i'm an archer i have i have been in archery since high school and you know there's there's so much about it you can think you can do so much when you're shooting but if i'm out there and i've got on a blindfold and i just start to shoot arrows i'm probably not going to land a whole lot of those in the bullseye. (laughs) They're going to be all over the place. If I'm focused on what I'm doing and that bullseye is right in front of me, I can pull back my bow, I can shoot the arrow, and it's going to land pretty darn close to to the target, to where I want it to land. I think the same thing is true in business when if you're just throwing darts or shooting arrows blindfolded, the people that you get are once in a while you're going to hit a you're going to hit your goal you're going to hit your target but 9 times out of 10 you're going to get people you don't want to work with people who are not your ideal they don't enjoy working with you i got off a call this morning from um one of my clients who is a dog walker and she was talking about a new client that she has that's got six dogs and two cats and every other minute she's texting her with a uh, can you do this or a why didn't this happen or whatever and she says I literally cannot stand that client I want her gone you know and so she's decided she's raising her rates and that's going to be one of the ways that she thinks she's going to be able to to oust her but two months ago she was so excited about getting this woman because she had six dogs and two cats you know (laughs) she thought wow this is going to be absolutely a fantastic client only to find out that you know it, it wasn't so great and the client came to her it wasn't somebody that she went after so that was where she was just shooting those arrows and not hitting her target market because she hadn't created and that's what we were talking about this morning is needing to figure out exactly who she wants to work with you know so i think that i think that's a very very important step that and it doesn't hurt to revisit that you may be making seven figures you know but if you're not like you said if you're not happy doing that why do it you know your thoughts what are your thoughts on that i'm gonna go with bringing up the 80 20 and circle back to that so in all businesses almost we'll say 80 percent of our income come with come from our top 20 percent like our our ideal dream clients and at this point in my career and in my life i intend to call in only dream clients 
does, does that mean I don't make a mistake with that? No, it doesn't. And at this point, I have the pleasure and ability to be picky about my clientele, just like you're teaching your client, the dog walker that you're speaking about. When she was first starting out, this is very common. You throw your arrows, you, you get anybody, you're grateful for anybody. And that's okay because you're still figuring out sometimes who your ideal client is, especially if you've never owned a business before. And as you are find exactly how you're talking about, you can raise your rates to eliminate clients or you can just say, I'm working with these clients. And that is very challenging. It's very challenging to say, we're not a good fit. I don't feel like we're, we're a good fit together. It's the easiest then to refer them to someone else. So that might be what your dog walker client does. And it is challenging. It sounds like if you're just starting out in business, it sounds like a dream to turn clients away. And it isn't a dream when you're in it because we bring up our own stuff of wanting to help people, feeling bad for not helping them. And like you're teaching her, the best thing to do when you're starting a business is to have that ideal client in mind because your top your, your 80% of your money is going to come from that top 20% of your clients who are the most pleasure to deal with, who light you up like Nancy's favorite clients. They're going to make her, they make coming to work a pleasure. So if you're just starting out or you're midway in your career, this is your side hustle, try to infuse some of that energy now so that you don't have to go through the burnout or the displeasure that so many of us, including myself, do. Infuse it now. You, the stronger you are in your ability to speak about your ideal client, your specific niche, and feel really strong and rooted in that, the more clients you're actually going to attract, the higher rate you're going to be able to charge, and it's going to move your business forward. It's with that imposter syndrome that we talked about earlier, that's when you start taking on anyone and you're trying to throw those like do those arrows everywhere and whatever client it lands on. And this is very normal at the beginning. And if you're further along in business and you have clients, then it's time to refine, refine to your favorite clients. And it's okay to pivot. If you are in business and you are getting clients and you do not like it, and these are not, you find it draining, you don't find it pleasurable. Well, life is short and your business is a source of pleasure. It's true. Business is a source of pleasure. I'm living proof of it. I do not have to do business yet. I love it. So if you're going to spend your precious life and your time and hours, why not do a business you enjoy working with the people you most enjoy? Absolutely. I totally, totally hear you and what you're saying. Hope everybody's listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> it is so important. And I think there are two things that I specifically start all of my clients out on, and that is what's their plan? Where do they want to be in five years from now? And how are they going to get there? That's the number one thing. We have to figure that out first. And the number two thing is, who the heck are you going to work with? You know, and, and it has to be both from the standpoint of this is who I want to work with. But it also has to be, in, in my opinion, these are the things that my clients want do I feel comfortable offering them? And I think that's got to be part of your target market too. Um, had a discussion not long ago about the, the Guy Sinek book, Start With Why. And there's two sides to that. The first side is why do you start your business? What is it that you want from your business? The other side of that, which I believe he's talking about, is 
why are you working with a specific client? What is that, that client's why? And can you answer the why from that client standpoint? And I think those are the things that you need to take into consideration when you're creating your ideal client. Would you agree? Absolutely. I mean, you really have to think about what, what, what you can actually offer that client if you can solve that pain point, that thing that they truly want, if you can help them get there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like for you, you know, what is the, what is the bottom line base thing that you, that your clients have as a pain point that you solve for them? They are restless. They feel like they lost a lot of their identity becoming mom. They are not done with their lives and they want something of their own that creates fulfillment and meaning that shares their gifts, their skills with the world there and they want it on their terms. So it's not time to go back to a corporate gig again. It's not time to have a law practice or be a doctor and on call. It's time to have our, our own business that we are the full boss of that we control the hours, yet we share our gifts and we make high profit during that time period. There you go. And how understanding that that's their why, how do you come into that and say, my why is whatever I'm asking you, and that fits into these people's whys? How do you mesh those two together? I feel like my why is exactly the same why as my ideal clients, and this is why they are my ideal clients. I birthed this rendition of my business coaching out of my own frustration, my own desire for using my career, my smarts, my life, and my own loss of identity of being a mom, and I saw it around me in my area and I just feel like we share a very similar why I'm further down the path I have the skills of doing it and I help my clients find that fulfilling meaningful work on their terms that makes them feel like themselves again and if for those of you who are not moms it's hard to imagine the loss of identity that occurs when you become when your name literally becomes mom or mom Yep, absolutely. And it is difficult to understand, but when you're not a mom, but you know, you can, you can substitute uh, your job title, you know, you mm -hmm. can substitute different things. Becoming a wife or a husband is similar. You know, you, you lose your, I've lost my identity as Nancy when I became part of Ed and Nancy, you mm -hmm. know, and, and so you need to be able to take your power back and figure all of those things out, which is not always easy. And I really think that you offer a wonderful solution. We've got just a few minutes left. So let's jump back into this hyper-focus again for a second. And I'm still figuring out how I go from spending seven o'clock in the morning until nine o'clock at night and meshing that all into 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Remember, Nancy, this is just for the, so your 30 minute hyper focus would be only the activities that produce clients for you. You are further down in your business. You're not birthing a business. So in the, in what we were talking about during this uh, interview, 
you could choose during this time to reach out to your warm contacts in the industries that you had just mentioned that you really love going into, asking for, for referrals in those industries, making actual contact with your people. I know that you value actual interaction and relationships. So actually going into relationship with other people in that industry, finding out their pain points and figuring out how you can help them and actually making those connections. So that could be your 30 minute hyper-focus every day. The rest of it goes to the side, but this is your, you birthing the next rendition of your business to what you love and are most joyful for. And that would be your 30 minute hyper-focus. You know, and that's interesting because I'm doing exactly that. And I have been for the last month or so. I've, I made a goal to reach out to 20 people a day. And that's being done through Facebook and LinkedIn and some of the other social media, you know, platforms that I'm on. But during that 30 minutes or whatever, that's what I'm doing. I'm looking through my contacts. I'm looking through people I want to contact. I'm sending out, hey, I want to get to know you. Let's start a relationship. And it's interesting because I'll get back, what are you selling? <laughs> I'm not selling anything at the moment. I just want to, you know, connect with you and, and see who you are and what you're doing. So it's interesting. But you get a lot going on. It, when you do things like that, it really does help and support your business. So I think those are great ideas. And as we come to the close here, Kat, what is one thing that we've not talked about? Because we've talked about all sorts of things. <laughs> what is one thing that you want to share with everybody listening? My main legacy is to share that you truly create your life. We did not touch into this at all in this podcast. And I know that's such a blanket statement that you create your life, blah, blah, yeah, cat, okay, whatever. And it's the truth. I did not touch in, but I grew up in an extremely abusive home. I was beaten on a regular basis. My life threatened, belittled. I was very screwed up in my teens and early 20s. I started a business that was very successful, but ate my soul, hated it. And I went to graduate school. I got a lot of therapy. I made this life happen for myself. I went to graduate school. I pivoted to business coaching. I helped certain populations that truly needed coaching. And I did all the internal work, the mindset work, all the therapy. And I am truly living a dream life. I have an amazing, loving, supportive husband. We are millionaires. We've created wealth. I I've had business. I work for pure pleasure and joy. I teach my clients to do the same, to unfold their journey with pleasure and joy and to truly enjoy that. And that's something I still work on because I tend to be, uh, I'm a recovering control freak. I tend to get too type A, too over-involved. And I remind myself every day I do mindset work to just enjoy where I'm at, enjoy my life, be grateful for where you're at. And so it sounds like a blanket statement that you create your life and it is the truth. You truly do. And that starts with deciding on success. So for your people with their own businesses at any level of your business, if you're ready to take it to the next level, if it's still a side gig and you're still at your corporate gig or you're at home and you don't know what you're going to do next, the number one thing is decide on success. That's how you're going to create this life. Decide on the success. 
know that you're successful, not wish, hope, want success. Decide I'm successful. And from there, take that consistent action every single day. If that starts out with 30 minutes of hyper-focus, then do that 30 minutes of hyper-focus every single day. And that is how, like you talked about, in your five-year plan, you are going to have the life that you want. I'm living proof of it. I'm speaking to Nancy from my ocean view and mountain view home in Southern coastal California. It will happen for you. You must determine that you are going to be successful and from there do what it takes. Absolutely. I talked about that again this morning with my, my person that is my client. And I said, it's, it's amazing how, because I don't believe in wishy-washy and you know, all that, (laughs) but it's amazing how, when you believe it and and it's more than build it it will come it's more than that you have to work it you have to you know get out there you can't just sit there and wait for bigs to fly you know you have (laughs) actually do something about these dreams and these goals but it's amazing how when you put something out there and you say this is happening this is going to be real that it becomes real Two years ago, I never would have believed I'd be doing podcasts. I never believed I would have been in Florida two weeks ago at a, at a podcast conference, you know, but I put it out there and it happened. And I think that the more positive and the more um, we can believe in ourselves and what we do, the better off we are. Exactly. And get help along the way. If you don't know your path, if you don't know where you're going, look at Nancy. She's helping her clients formulate who their clients are. Look at me. I help my clients get their paying clients, get their niches. If you don't know, find the right business coach or mentor that you feel drawn to, that you truly believe is going to get you to that finish line and hire them. Invest in yourself. Make that investment. It is the quickest and easiest way to success. Absolutely. And with that being said, if someone wants to work with you, how do they get a hold of you? You can find my website at sahmentrepreneur.com. That's for stands for stay at home mom. So it's sahmentrepreneur.com. There I have a 50 minute training on the four key steps for starting your fulfilling high profit business. I offer to this offer this to everyone as a gift. Also on there is my work with me page where you can find additional information about me and figure out how to book a call to discuss us working together because I truly love working with dream clients. And there's also a link to my Facebook community that I'm active in almost daily. Wonderful. That's great. Guys, if you've been listening, I hope you've been taking notes and been really following this, these, these points we've talked about today have been so important. And I know that if you take them to heart and put them to work in your own businesses, that you are going to see success and growth. You can hear this podcast on Thursday evenings at 5 p.m. Eastern at flyingpigs.podbean.com. And there were there have been wonderful speakers in the past. There will be great speakers moving ahead in the future. So I, I hope that you guys all listen, subscribe, download, and share these episodes with others that you know can use them as well. In the meantime, thanks, Kat, for talking to us today. Thanks, everyone, for listening. 
get out there, be productive, and soar higher. Until next time, y'all, we'll talk again soon. Bye-bye. That's our show for today. We'd like to extend special thanks to our great guest, our sponsors, and our wonderful listeners. Today's show was produced by Scott Card. To find more of Nancy's podcasts and our sponsors, go to don'twaittillpigsfly.com. Don't wait till pigs fly.com.